You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data app. So I'm not sure if this is going to be the podcast or a breaking news podcast. I'm kind of doing a live reaction thing right now. We just got word from Mr. Trey Wingo that the deal is officially done. Aaron Rodgers is on his way to play for the Jets. That is all the information I have right now, and my computer is super mad at me about how many times I have hit refresh and is like, no, we're going we're gonna to slow this down a little bit. But, um, yeah, we're going to do somewhat of a live breaking news reaction thing. Also got a tweet just now from Garrett Wilson saying, I can finally enjoy my vacay now. I don't know if he's just reacting to the same news we got or if he got some kind of confirmation that it's done. I'm guessing if it's done, the players are starting to get confirmation. And now here we go. Breaking news. Ian Rappaport. Deal is not done. <laughs> it's exactly where it was. I, I swear, this is the craziest thing. I really, I, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. I really wish we had the opportunity to put these guys next to each other. Like, don't put Ian Rappaport on TV. Put Ian Rappaport and Trey Wingo on TV together. Have them sit down and say, gentlemen, tell me what's going on. And I want them to just argue about it. I've been told that it's done. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, it's not. Oh, uh, and then fight about it and have like a 15-minute argument, screaming match. And then somebody shows their phone, they start talking. Then Ian can say, this guy's sources are garbage. I know that guy, he's a loser. Who is Trey Wingo? I'm going to ask my robot. Apparently his name is Hal. So from now on, his name is Hal. Hal Chapman Wingo. Born in 1963. How old does that make him? Dude is 60. Former co-host of ESPN's Gallic and Wingo. Looking up a picture of that uh, Gallic and Wingo thing. I don't know which one's which, but the guy on the right here looks exactly like what I thought Trey Wingo would look like. So I'm going to go with the smaller in stature fellow. Also served as host of Women's NCAA Basketball Tournament. Currently, he's a chief NFL analyst at Pro Football Network and an equity partner. Really? He's at Pro Football Network? Well, that sucks. I like Pauline, but 
Can't be putting hacks on your network, bro. Anyways, it looks like this is probably not going to be a breaking news podcast. We'll just go on with the uh, the regular old podcast then. Um, the report now seems to be what it always has been. And th- this is the problem. Like, in the back of my head, I keep thinking, what if, like, they've been really quiet about this? You know, the the the, the consensus seems to be Rogers hasn't made his decision yet. He hasn't talked to anybody. Now, again, I that seems to be a consensus or whatever, but but then beyond that, clearly not a consensus, but I think the stronger and more reputable voices are saying there's no deal in place between the Packers and Jets, which would mean Rodgers would have to inform the teams what he wants to do. Then from there, they would have to negotiate a deal. I'm guessing they've had some conversations, so that there's, there's at least some understanding. I don't know why they wouldn't have something in place by now. But for whatever reason, they don't. Maybe it's because they want to keep it fluid through free agency. If the Packers see something they like, they want to be able to grab them. If the Jets see something they like, they want to be able to grab them rather than having somewhat of a handshake deal and then saying, hey, we're going to have to go back on our deal real quick because we're kind of looking at this or that or whatever. They they, they want to be able to just say, look, it, it's not a thing until it's a thing, so let's just operate as though it's not a thing through the free agency period, which obviously is unbelievably annoying. Um, especially if you, you sort of want to have a handshake deal on, you know, we're going to send you Rogers, you send us a safety and, and a, and a pick. And then all of a sudden there's a safety we like, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or they do something like we were going to send them somebody and then they get somebody. So that kind of ruins that portion of the deal. Like, well, all right, I guess you're not going to take that guy. So I don't, I don't know, man. That's the only thing I can think in terms of why they wouldn't make a deal because they don't want to engage in something and be stuck with some kind of an agreement until there's any reason to do that. But at the very least, kind of work out some parameters, you know, which I I think they would have to. Because then the question is, once Rodgers finally makes his decision, which doesn't now seem like it's going to happen today, maybe it will, I don't know, but apparently he still has not even contacted either team. Free agency has officially started. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, no, it doesn't start till Wednesday. No, that's just when the paperwork can go through. These deals are done. Yes, you can back out of the deal because there's no handshakes and technically that's already happened but that's unbelievably rare these are pretty concrete deals that are already getting done and although i don't think the packers are going to do very much to begin with neither are the jets neither team really has any money it's still unbelievably annoying that he would take it to this point i did not think he would do this i really didn't i had full confidence that this deal would be done and his decision would be made prior to free agency and I'm not going to give him this technicality BS. Well, if he get, does it before Wednesday, technically he did it before free agency BS. All the big names are gone by the time free agency actually starts. Anybody worth anything is gone. And so we would be left to pick up the scraps, which maybe is the only place we'd be anyways, but it doesn't matter. Rodgers doesn't know that, and it's not his job to speculate. Well, they probably won't, so I'm just going to run it to the deadline anyways. That's garbage. And yeah, I know you did like a charity thing or whatever. That's fine. But you could have made a decision a week ago or the day before or the day after or anything. I mean, it, all this is just excuses. Not to mention there's 24 hours in the day. You didn't spend all day at a charity event. Could have made a decision before then. You could have made a decision on the plane ride out there or on the car ride from the airport to the place where you did your charity thing or afterward when you were done or your car ride back to the hotel or your plane ride back to wherever you're going. There's a lot of opportunities to pick up a freaking phone and say, here's what I'm doing, boys. It's like my wife saying, what do you want for dinner? It's like, ah, I'm, I'm kind of busy. Okay, can you just tell me what you want for dinner? Ah, I, I, I got I to gotta do the podcast. 
So I'll, I'll let you know when I'm not busy. I'm doing the podcast today. Well, can you let me know when you're done? I don't know. I, I got to doing a podcast today and that's kind of, it's kind of crazy, you know? Okay. But you're not doing it all day. Well, I'm just, today's not a good day. You know, I gotta, I gotta work. I got stuff. It's just, uh, talk to me next week. I'm kind of, I'm a little stressed out about this whole doing a podcast thing. That takes me a couple hours. But anyways, here, here's a, uh, here's, here's a thought. Trey Wingo, I know I called him a hack or whatever, but he, he, he has some insights. He has some contacts. I don't know. I have no idea what the situation is necessarily, but, but let's just put this out there for a second. Ian Rappaport is going to report what is officially being said. So he's going to contact team sources, Packers, Jets, and they're going to say, nope, nothing done yet. Still no word, still, still nothing, right? What if Trey Wingo heard something through the grapevine, right? In terms of this is not the team's official word. He heard through a player. He heard through this. He heard through the, maybe he heard from somebody from Rogers inner circle or something that, that this is happening. So he blasts it out that it's done. And so again, Ian and those guys, what do they do? They go to the top and the top says no. Well, that's just the official PR stance of the team, right? Think about the Green Bay Packers. We find out about a trade. The Packers don't say anything. It's already done. Ian's reported. Everybody's reported it. But the, the website will not put it out. The team will not put out a, a thing because it's not official yet. If that's the case, it's really just a matter of, well, first of all, they're, they're really doing a, a big thing trying to keep this under wraps. And it could take us back to what I said before. You know, I love navigating through these conspiracy theory type things. It's so much fun for me. I don't know why. It's really weird. But remember, Aaron Rodgers wants to break the big news tomorrow. It's entirely possible that it's it's a it's one of those things where Rodgers requests that he's able to kind of he he always wants to control the narrative, right? He wants to control what comes out and how it comes out and all that stuff. So it's possible that that was all a part of this. So he contacts the Packers and the Jets and he says, "I'm ready to do this." That leaks out a little bit. Trey Wingo, and if you know Wingo isn't the only person on planet Earth that heard this, there are other people. If he heard it, that heard this. And it is entirely possible that the players who are celebrating aren't just celebrating based on the news that Wingo said. It's based on stuff that they've heard as well. Don't know. We'll see. Anyways, he contacts them, says, I'm ready to do the deal. However, I've got this request, and that is that I get to control how this comes out. They're like, all right, cool. We'll keep it completely under wraps. Nobody will know about it. As far as everybody's concerned, nothing's happening. And then, bang, here comes the announcement on Tuesday. And of course, if that's the reality, what's going to happen when Ian Rappaport and those guys reach out? They're going to be stonewalled and told, nope, nothing going on over here, which is what we're hearing, which is why you're getting at least one report of it's done. By the way, it's not the only report. There's some other kind of flimsy, even... (laughs) Maybe more flimsy than, you know, you've got these guys out there that um, nobody knows, for example, on Reddit or whatever, who have unbelievably good track records, especially with certain teams, people that, you know, maybe leak information to podcasters, tell them not to give out any information, whatever. The point is, there's people out there that you look at and say, very, very, very low probability that this is a good source, right? You got Ian at the top, then you got, you know, down the list, you got guys like Wingo, where it's like, I know they got sources, but I also feel like they're full of crap. 
And then below that, you've got these random Reddit people or whatever, and it's like, I don't know, dude. I mean, it feels like you're right, but also, I can't trust you. But anyways, there's a lot of stuff floating around saying, no, 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 this is for real, it's done, they've already come to some kind of an agreement. Which again, in the scenario I laid out, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the only thing that's required is, let me add in a further caveat. Rogers says there's a timeline on this and it needs to be done by a certain timeline. Uh, Mark uh, Brian Gutekunst says there's a timeline. We expect him to have an answer by the timeline. Mark Murphy, they've all said the same thing. So Rogers is not going to drag this out beyond free agency. I think it should have been done by now, but whatever. That's my opinion, which doesn't matter. If they told him by Wednesday, then it's by Wednesday, whatever. But the point is, we have to assume that there is this very, very narrow window between right this second and Wednesday at 11 o'clock or whatever, that this has to be done. Has to be. Or is it Tuesday? Is it today? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Has to be done. So one of three things is possible. One, Rogers and everybody else is all on the same page. And Rogers has even said, look, there's a timeline. It's going to be done by the timeline. No problem. He's a flat-out freaking liar, is number one. Number two, he's going to wait until the absolute last second, and this tiny little window is when he's going to actually do it, and then he's going to say it, and it's just going to go boom, explosion in the air. Everyone's going to know. Ian Rappaport's going to find out and all this stuff, and Rodgers is just going to let that happen. Or option number three, which I think makes the most sense, He's already communicated to the teams and put in the caveat, please do not say anything. Allow me to facilitate the release of the information. And they said, okay. And I'm sure that that's not just an Aaron Rodgers thing. It's okay. Well, you can, you can do that, but we also have some stuff to do. So there's like a three-way thing of controlling how this gets out. Who says what, when, where, and how? I've, I've mentioned this before. The Jets have got their own. They were going to have all their PR stuff ready to rock and roll. They're going to have their graphics up. They're going to have jerseys ready to rock and roll. The Packers are going to have their statement ready talking about Aaron Rodgers and how great he's been for the organization, and we thank him so much, and also pumping out Jordan Love stuff like crazy. All right, they've got to get all this stuff ready to go. Everybody's got to get their stuff in order. In the meantime, what do you think they're going to do? When Ian Rappaport calls up and says, hey, are you guys doing anything yet? Uh, yeah, we're still, work- we're, uh, we're still working on it, but we got a deal here, so... Uh, We're just trying to work out the details of how to release it to the media, so uh, I'll let you know. I mean, it's it's possible that they said, we just want you to be hush-hush, which I know they do that sometimes. It's got, because last time with Aaron Rodgers, if you think about it, what happened? Pat McAfee dropped it, and within five seconds, here's Ian Rappaport, here's the full details, here's this, here's that, everybody else's. Now, it's again, it's possible that this was the same thing where it was coordinated, and as soon as Pat McAfee did it, Ian gets on the phone like, dude, what the heck? And they're like, all right, here's the details. I wasn't allowed to tell you until Pat McAfee dropped it. You know, whatever. But the point is, same situation. What are they going to do? Yeah, but I can't tell you about it. They're just going to say no. There's no deal. Get out of here. Sorry. Bye. No speak English. Bye. I think that makes perfect sense. And in the process, as I said, it's really hard to do this. Some stuff's going to leak out. And it has been. You're seeing little things. Trey Wingo and a couple others were like, no, 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 dude, this is done. Even, um... So th- I found this interesting, too. Trey Wingo posted out, I heard that it's done. Like, it's, it's officially done. Now, he's not going to make that up at all. He heard this from somewhere that he found to be reputable. Doesn't mean it's absolutely true. I'm just throwing that out there. Then Ian Rappaport says, uh, no, I talked to people. There's no way. There's no deal in place yet. Nothing's happening yet. It was probably like 40 minutes later 
Tony Pauline, uh, Pro Football Network, retweeted what Trey Wingo said. Now, it's possible they didn't get the memo, but to me, because he works there, apparently, um, to me, that was an endorsement. Like, nope, this is a thing. And again, Tony Pauline is another reputable guy. I'm sure he taught Trey talked to the people, and they they all had a conversation. And they So Tony and the boys over at Pro Football Network are the people that need to know. I'm sure they know everything that Trey Wingo knows and felt the need to retweet that, like, no, put that right back up to the top. Now, we'll see. I, here's the thing. It's, it's possible that we'll never really know the inner workings, but I have a feeling if what I'm saying is true, Aaron Rodgers is going to address that on Pat McAfee. If, he, in fact, he's on Pat McAfee, he may not be, but I would think he'd want to be. Maybe not. I don't know. But here's the thing, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to, this is what always happens. Rodgers leaves for a while. A whole bunch of stuff gets piled on. And Pat McAfee has a huge list of everything everybody said about him. He's going to talk about, hey, some people are saying your teammates don't want you back because they're not lobbying for you. Hey, it sounds like people were saying you were holding up the teams. Everybody's waiting for you and nothing can happen until blah, blah, blah. And he's going to lay all this stuff out and he's just going to set it on the tee and let Aaron Rodgers knock it out of the park. Well, how can you possibly knock it out of the park the whole you're making everybody wait other than to say, People don't know what's going on. There was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. There were plenty of regular conversations. Again, these guys don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is, if it's true what I'm saying, I think we're going to find out. If he doesn't say that, if it's more or less like, you know, look, I was going through my process, and then I talked to him, and then they set up a deal, then so be it. But I, I think this is a prime opportunity for him to not only be able to do things on his terms, but then go on Pat McAfee and say, these guys are a bunch of idiots. I wasn't holding up anybody. I've been talking to these teams for days. Just because they're not getting information doesn't mean, you know, that that they maybe teams are just telling them to fluff off. Doesn't mean there's nothing going on behind the scenes, because guess what? There was. They don't know everything. Again, that's his whole thing, right? Inner circle, which, I mean, he's got his own inner circle, but it's still the same thing. You guys are the media. You're not in here. You're not in these meetings with me and the owner of the Jets. You're not in here when me and Brian Gutekunst are talking to, what the heck is the Jets GM's name? I know their owner and their coach's name. (laughs) I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. You don't know. I know. I'm the one that knows. Which again, the message since the last time he was on Pat McAfee will not change. Essentially, keep my name out your mouth. Anyways, that has become uh, my daily Rogers conspiracy theory of the day, and I'm sticking to it. Also, the other thing that I think has fallen a little bit under the radar, because everybody's just talking about what are we going to get in return as far as as picks, right? As far as second round pick, third round pick, is it going to be a seventh? Is it going to be that? Is it going to be this year, next year, whatever? Do you remember that there were reports about multiple players like, I feel like that just went completely under the radar. How massive of a story that is. We're not just talking about... Maybe we are. Right? Maybe Rodgers retires. I don't know. But let's, let's, let's leave that all aside for a second. The magnitude of this story, if it's not just we traded maybe the greatest Green Bay Packer of all time to the New York Jets, that is a massive story by itself. But how much bigger does this become if we're not just talking about one story, we're talking about multiple? What would it mean if it's not just Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets? It's Aaron Rodgers and -and so-and-so goes to the Jets in return for such-and-such-and-so-and-so and and a pick. What if it's a first-round pick 
and Jordan Whitehead. Safety. Get that locked up. By the way, another report. Haven't even gotten really into anything else. The Packers are still in on Adrian Amos. I thought we were done with that. I thought that was game over. You know what else I love about this whole thing? The Adrian Amos contract is not a great situation for the Packers. It got to be real heavy because of all the restructuring and all that stuff. He's a free agent right now, which means we hit the reset button, which means we can have Adrian Amos on our team and have it not be a horrible situation for us. By the way, how does that work as far as uh, dead cap money? Like we've, we've got dead cap money right now for Adrian Amos. And then if we sign him to a new contract, does that get pushed out? Or do we pay that and pay? I don't know how that works. I'm not really sure. doesn't matter. Point is, he can go test free agency. In, in a way, it was almost very fortunate for us that he had a bad year because he's getting up in age. His play completely dropped off last year. He's going to hit the free agent market to say, hey, man, I'm still Adrian freaking Amos. And then when he finds out he doesn't exactly have the amount of pull, the, the amount of market that he hoped that he had, the Packers can swoop in. Or he gets a big deal. But the point is, he comes back to the Packers and said, hey, here's what I got. What do you think? So Amos and Whitehead and, and Savage as a slot kind of situation. But we could have Amos for, you know, sign him for two, three years. Maybe that's a little ambitious. I don't know. But add Whitehead to the list. Whitehead was a solid safety when he was in Tampa, and he came to the Jets. I know we already talked about this, but I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. But regardless of who it is, it just it just seems odd to me that that's been completely swept under the rug. You know, the the fact that this seems to be something that is being discussed, that there are going to be other players involved in this trade, and um, I don't know, we're not talking about it. I I, I think everybody's just completely so twisted and turned upside down it's hard to be like dude who are the players are going to get it's like what what are you even what 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 <laughs> i don't even know what day it is i thought rogers was going to tell us something like a, uh, a month ago and i'm all spun up i thought he was coming back for sure then i thought for sure he was retiring then i thought for sure he's going to the jets then i thought he was going to the raiders like every day it's a new thing i can't compute anything else additional players get out of here but anyways enough of that nonsense um the big news of the day was not Aaron Rodgers but there was some massive news and that is Keyshawn Nixon is officially back it felt impossible that they weren't going to do anything but uh, ultimately they did the 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 price tag was a little higher than I was expecting but I think that's kind of the point um I think there is somewhat of an understanding of the Packers come in low the player comes in high and you say okay if you can go get that out there then come talk to me. And I think usually when teams are willing to do that, it's uh, because they know that they're not going to be able to get it. And so the player comes back with their tail tucked between their legs. I think in this case, Keyshawn probably got, maybe, I mean, who knows? For all I know, he wanted like $15 million or something stupid. I don't know. But um, the point is he, he stuck his head out the window. He got a couple calls. He allowed his agent to make a few things. You know, again, in the, in the hopes that... Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm sure there's a range of handshake agreements to like, yeah, we'll see kind of things. But I, I would be willing to bet the Packers do this quite often where they're, the player gives the team the courtesy of at least coming back and saying, look, we can get this. Either you match it or I'm going to go to this other place. Like, I, I don't want a dollar less. And so he was able to go out and fish up $6 million, go back to the Packers. And the Packers said, OK, we'll do a one million, uh, one year, $6 million deal. And good for him, man. I mean, that uh, honestly, I mean, he he might be 
terrible this year. I have no idea. I'm still confused as to how he was able to do what he was able to do. But this man, (laughs) through four seasons, was able to accumulate $3 million. And uh, in one year, he's going to make $6 million. I mean, he he just got... I mean, listen, it's not massive. It's not... uh, you know, a $60 million contract or something. But you're talking about a guy who is never really going to be anything more. And 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 maybe that's unfair, because I'll be honest, the dude actually did a decent a decent enough job on, on defense. But for most guys, let's just say, that are resigned to the reality that, listen, I'm only ever going to be a special teamer. To be a special teamer that can cash in on $6 million, even if it's just for a year, that's huge, man. I mean, these special teams guys, they're going from year to year not knowing if they're going to have a job, you know? I got to run down there and essentially commit suicide on every single play with no regard whatsoever for my life trying to kill guys or or as people come flying in for me, I got to try to block them or whatever the case is. Extremely violent situation and uh, all that just so I can get my, you know, Eight, I know it's a lot to us, but my $800,000 contract and Keyshawn Nixon gets a job halfway through the season, has like five massive returns and makes $6 million off of it. That's that's crazy and good for him. I hope he can keep it up, man. I really do. Um, there's a part of me that's skeptical just because it seems freaking impossible that uh, this guy came out of nowhere and is suddenly a phenom. Now we get confirmation from uh, Garrett Wilson that he doesn't know anything. He tweeted out, I ain't going to fake it. I thought Dove bro tweet was the news break I was waiting for. Smack my head. I don't know anything. Sorry about that. I didn't even know Dove tweeted anything. I know Dove doesn't know anything. That one's nonsense. But anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break? I didn't have a whole lot because I just thought this was going to be a live breaking news 15-minute podcast and then nothing happened. So um, why don't we do this? We'll take a break. We'll take a look at some of the other things that have happened today as far as free agency, um, and then we'll call it a day. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As we continue to watch for the things that are happening, I'm pretty sure there will not be Packers news, but uh, we'll just keep an eye on some of the different things that have been happening. Uh, The Chicago Bears have been uh, relatively active, but it hasn't been the most active uh, season, I guess you can say, compared to previous years with major things like Tom Brady announcements and whatnot. So um, anyways, let's, let's just go through the list. I've got a list up here of all the different things that have happened, and we'll just go through the list. Um, as far as quarterbacks, Lamar still franchise tag, no real movement on that as far as teams wanting to go in. Uh, there are some people that are worried that something's going to happen with the Jets. Again, I, I'm quite positive it's basically done with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Tom Brady obviously re- retired. Derek Carr is with the Saints. Big news from today, Jimmy Garoppolo will sign with the Raiders. Three-year, $67.5 million deal. I'll be honest, I don't get that at all. I mean, I guess I do from a price standpoint, but why don't you just keep Carr? I, mean, I guess it's half off, but it's just like, we want to discount Derek Carr? I don't know, it just seems weird. I guess when you're talking like, what is that, $22 million, you're basically saying, let's just plug somebody in so we can putter along until we figure out how to build a football team rather than going absolutely insane on uh, a contract for a quarterback that doesn't matter because we're obviously not going to win any football games. Uh, Daniel Jones stayed with the Giants. Geno is with the Seahawks, we know. Darnold actually did sign with the 49ers on a one-year deal. 49ers are in a really weird spot right now. They've got a fantastic football team, but got to figure out what to do with quarterback. Purdy seemed to have flashes, like a lot of, which happens every single year. There's these guys, you know, Taylor Heineke, the guy with the mustache that one year. There's these guys that flare up and it's like, oh man, are they the answer? Or are they? And they're never the answer. Now, I don't think Sam Darnold is the answer, but the 49ers seem to be taking swings. They're kind of like Bill Belichick with like running backs and stuff. Like We're just going to keep swinging at these low-level guys and stitching things together and somehow making it work. Case Keenum signed with the Texans on a two-year $6.2 million deal, which is hilarious because our kick returner got twice as much money as Case Keenum just got, but kudos to him for being able to keep that money train rolling. Chad Henney has announced his retirement. C.J. Beathard is with the Jaguars. Easton Stick re-signed with the Chargers. Jarrett Stidham signed with the Broncos on a two-year $10 million deal. And Mike White, which works to our advantage, uh, the uh, only halfway competent quarterback for the New York York Jets, signed a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. Running backs, uh, the top three were all franchise tagged, which is shocking to use a franchise tag on running backs, but Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, the Dallas Cowboys' number two running back. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, he's their best running back, but still, it's funny. Uh, They were all franchise tagged for the $10.09 million franchise tag. Amir Abdullah, who apparently is still around, re-signed with the Raiders. 
Jonathan, uh, who cares? Matt Breida, we signed with the Giants. Getting down to wide receivers, it's been extremely quiet on wide receivers, probably because it's an absolutely garbage group of wide receivers. But A.J. Green announced his retirement. Um, Marcus Kemp signed with the Commanders. Matt Slater re-signed with the Patriots. One-year, $2.6 million deal. Robert Woods signed with the Texans on a two-year, $15.25 million deal. And Sterling Shepard re-signed with the Giants on a one-year deal. That's it for wide receivers. All of the top guys are still there. Jacoby Myers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Alan Lazard, Odell Beckham, Paris Campbell, Nicole Hardman, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Darius Slayton, DeAndre Carter, Jarvis Landry, Braxton Berrios, Andre Roberts, Ashton Doolin, whoever the heck that is, they have listed as the top guys. Um, actually, I think once we got to uh, Ashton Doolin, it was alphabetical order. But the other guys are all the top guys. Get to a certain point, it just doesn't matter, apparently. Um, tight ends. You got Evan Ingram was franchise tagged by the Jaguars, which is another one that's kind of shocking. Chris Mannertz signed with the Broncos, two-year, $6 million deal. Andrew Beck, Texans, two-year, $6.7 million. Josh Oliver, for whatever reason, signed with the Minnesota Vikings on a three-year, $21 million deal. Apparently, tight ends are the only things they know what to do with. Everything's falling apart around them. They're like, I don't know, trade for Hawkinson. Like, well, our our defense is the problem. We, we've we got Jefferson. Like, the offense can score 40 points in like five seconds. Can we get some defensive help? I said Hawkinson. Okay. You want me to call the Lions and see if they want to give up Hawkinson? Okay. Sure. Then this season, the offseason rolls around. They're losing everybody. Zadarius says he wants out. Again, it's mostly defensive pieces that are flying out the door. They lose a wide receiver. They've got a pile of tight ends. And what do they do? Get us a tight end. <laughs> okay. And $7 million a year? A three-year, $21 million deal for a tight end I've never heard of. Cool. Well done. Uh, Mike McGlinchey getting over to the offensive tackles. Uh, one of the top offensive tackles available. Did sign with the Chicago Bears for about eight seconds until the Broncos called and offered a better deal. And he was like, yep, I'm going over there. So stick it to the Bears. Uh, Jawan Taylor signed with the Chiefs, four-year, $80 million deal. That one really surprised me that the Jaguars decided to let him go. Um, Also annoys me that they allowed the Chiefs to lock up their tackle situation, which I don't like. Andrew Wiley signed with the Commanders on a three-year, $24 million deal. Andre Dillard, three-year, $29 million deal with the Tennessee Titans. Right now, Orlando Brown, Caleb McGarry, and Isaiah Wynn are the top guys. After that, you're looking at like Billy Turner and whatnot. The guards, also pretty active. Uh, probably the highest percentage have been signed, which is still very low. But uh, Ben Powers signed with the Broncos on a four-year, $52 million deal. Nate Davis of the Titans signed with the Bears on a three-year, $30 million deal. Connor McGovern, Bills, three years, 24. Connor McDermott for the Patriots for two years, he re-signed. And then as did Ike Butger and James Ferenz uh, and Phil Haynes all re-signed with their teams. Isaac Suamello is still the top guy out there, along with Dalton Reisner, Will Hernandez, Cody Ford, et cetera, et cetera. So there's still some options out there. Um, Nate Davis, for those that are interested, the guy that uh, was with the Titans that the Bears signed, he is a right guard, which is an area that the Bears have been trying to figure out. He is um, primarily a run blocker, which makes sense. He's been a garbage pass blocker for a very long time. He had his over his four years, he had his, by far his best season this last season as far as his pass blocking great, although it looks like he missed a bunch of time. But 
His pass blocking grades over four years have been 44, 53, 49, and then 66.8 this year. He gave up three sacks, a hit, and 10 hurries. Um, and that was just on 385 pass blocking snaps. He's only ever been a right guard, so you have to assume he's going to be a right guard. Uh, run blocking grades, his best year ever was in 2020, 73.8. This past year, 69.8. So um, I'm sure he's an upgrade for the Bears, but this is not by any stretch of the imagination, some kind of big-time home run hit. To put it bluntly, I would take John Runyon over this guy 10 times out of 10, and it's not even close. Um, at center, top center Ethan Posick re-signed with the Browns. Uh, Garrett Bradbury still out there, not surprising because he sucks. Uh, Bradley Bozeman re-signed with the Panthers. Austin Blythe announced his retirement. Nick Gates signing with the Commanders, three-year, $18 million deal. Scott Questenberry re-signed with the Texans. Edge rushers, top guys are still out there. Marcus Davenport, Robert Quinn, Zach Allen, Carlos Dunlap, but Brandon Graham did re-sign with the Eagles. Ogbonia Okronkwo will sign with the Browns on a three-year, $19 million deal. Brent Urban, or uh, yeah, Brent Urban re-signed with the Ravens. Chase Winovich will sign with the Texans one year, $1.75 million. Tano Passanio re-signed with the Saints. Tyquan Lewis re-signed with the Colts. Defensive tackles, this one really stings. Javon Hargrave of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles is signing with the 49ers on a four-year, $84 million deal. That one is uh, it's a pretty painful one. Can't stand the 49ers. I can't stand their defense getting better with another freaking defensive tackle. Uh, Deron Payne is staying with the Commanders. I thought for sure he was supposed to be a Bear. I don't know what happened with that. It's kind of weird. David Onyemata is going to sign with the Falcons on a three-year, $35 million deal. Rakeem Nunez-Rochez will sign with the Giants on a three-year, $12 million deal. Hassan Ridgeway to the Texans, one-year, 3.2. Isaiah Bugs is staying put. Uh, Shai Tuttle will sign with the Panthers, three-year, $19.5 million. The available guys that are still out there, Fletcher Cox, Dalvin Tomlinson, Draymond Jones, Greg Gaines, Sheldon Rankins, Larry Ogunjobi, and Calais Campbell, who uh, was announced will not be back. Linebackers, this is where the Bears are making some waves, which makes me laugh. Um, they signed both Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. I don't understand the Bears, dude. I mean, uh, and this is what's so funny is, is Poles, their GM, I, I, I don't understand the need to make him seem like he's a genius. Like, everybody's just just all over this guy. He's so brilliant. He's so, he's doing so wonderful. The trade for the first drop is, he's working it like a, like a, like a magician, man. He's just, he's so cool. Look how he walks around. Check out him walking. He's got glasses and he pops his collar and stuff, dude. He's so good. They got rid of their linebackers because they didn't want to pay that much money for linebackers, which was smart. Right, and even Bears fans, what did they say? Well, it's 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 smart to not pay linebackers that much money, even though they thought the guy was elite. It's still not smart to pay that much money for linebackers. And then they signed Tremaine Edmonds on a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal, and T.J. Edwards on a three-year, nineteen point five million dollar deal. All of this while trying to tell us, and this isn't just Bears fans and Bears media. This is everybody media that. Um, the heck is a guy's name? Where did he go now? Oh yeah, Jack Sanborn, who's now been moved down to the second uh, second string, is the greatest linebacker since Brian Urlacher. So you've already got Jack Sanborn, who is an elite linebacker out of, I believe, Wisconsin, 
and you go get TJ Edwards, also out of Wisconsin, I believe, and Tremaine Edmonds. The only thing you have on this team is a linebacker, and you went and got two more linebackers. Oh, and a guard. And then we have Cynthia, Cynthia Freeland, after they get two linebackers and a guard, saying, are the Bears now the best in the NFC North? What are you smoking? And don't try to tell me it's not crack. Cynthia. Cracky. By the way, Tremaine Edmonds has been a pretty terrible linebacker his entire career until 2022. Um, he had a very weird thing happen where he, well, everything's been pretty consistent, run defense, tackling, pass rush. However, there is this one category called coverage. His grades, 55, 50, 37, 34, 90. And coverage is always tough because it, the things that can make you really good in coverage are the things that can end up being pretty fleeting, like interceptions or pass breakups. For example, um, he allowed the least amount of touchdowns in his career, which is one, but usually almost every year he allows two. So that's not that different. He had one interception. That's exactly average for his career. He has five interceptions over five years. However, pass breakups, he had 10. He also allowed the least amount of yards. So his the overall passer rating went from 96, 108, 124, 106, down to 80.4. So maybe he just became a phenom in terms of his coverage and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. But I doubt it. He's been one of the worst coverage linebackers in all of football. His overall grades for his career, 57, 59, 41, 48, uh, yeah, 48, and then 82. So if he remains an 82 every year, then the Bears got themselves a steal, one of the better linebackers in all of football. If he regresses, and by regresses, I just mean he's not an elite coverage linebacker and goes back to being a bad coverage linebacker and everything else stays the same, he goes back to being a garbage linebacker. TJ Edwards, on the other hand, I've always liked. I think he's been a good football player in Philly for a long time. He's always graded out fairly well. Um, didn't really get a big starting role until 2021, but his grades all throughout, 83, 66, and then the last two years where he's had more of a prominent role, 75 and 82. Um, never graded out poorly in any one category, sometimes average, but that's about it. Um, 79 run defense, 65 tackling, 79 pass rush, 78 coverage. So I think he's a solid football player, TJ Edwards is. so. But, but here's the thing. They're linebackers. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to downplay it too much. I mean, it's, it's obviously beneficial to have really good linebackers on your team, but what about corner? What about pass rusher? What about defensive tackle? What are you going to do about your offensive line? Kudos on a guard. Uh, sorry to see that you swung and missed on your tackle. What about wide receiver? You did get a wide receiver. Maybe you think you're done. I don't know. As far as I can tell, you have one competent wide receiver on your team. Um, maybe Cole Komet's good enough, I guess. I don't know. What about running back? Montgomery, is he is he is he gone? Or you got two linebackers and a guard in free agency so far. Wow. Okay. I mean, there's a lot more out there. Maybe you signed Levante David and really round this thing out. Uh, David Long signed with the Dolphins. Jermaine Pratt re-signed with the Bengals. Bobby Okarike will sign with the Giants. Raekwon McMillan, McMillan stays with the Patriots. Alex Anzalone stays with the Lions. Alex Singleton stays with the Broncos. Uh, David Mayo, Duke Riley, uh, Jer uh, Jared Davis, Lorenzo Carter, Nick Bellore, Quincy Williams, and Tyler Matakevich will all be staying. Cody Barton has signed with the Commanders on a one-year deal. 
corners, uh, there's been a decent amount of movement with the corners. Keyshawn Nixon, obviously, being one of them, re-signed with the Packers. Other guys that re-signed, Daryl Worley, Danny Johnson, uh, Jonathan Jones, and Jamel Dean will all stay on their teams. Jamel Dean being one of the bigger ones. He re-signed with the Bucks on a four-year, $52 million deal. Cam Sutton did go to the Lions. That was another one of the big NFC North signings so far. Three years, $33 million. Uh, 28 years old. He's a smaller guy. 5'11", 188, ran a 5'2". He was a third-round pick by the Steelers back in the day. Um, kind of an up-and-down guy over the last four years or so. He's been somewhat consistent, but he hasn't really been on the field much aside from the last three. But um, I guess you would say he's a pretty average average guy, which is fine if you're the, if you're the uh, Lions. There's a lot of positions on the Lions where average is more than good enough. Uh, but I am, again, a little confused by the exact choice. I mean, look, if you find a guy that you like, then great. But I don't know, man. It just seems like that's a position they uh, maybe isn't top of the list. But it kind of is because they have a lot of guys, but also their guys aren't very good. Uh, so I don't know. It, it's whatever. Kudos to them for finding guys. Uh, Patrick Peterson uh, did end up going to the Steelers. So a lot of Vikings guys are departing. In fact, I just saw on the old Twitter machine that um, Kendricks is on his way over to the Chargers. So a lot of these guys, it's a done deal. They're free agents. They're out the door, and they are not coming back. Uh, Brandon Faison will go to the Raiders, it looks like. I don't know the contract details. And then uh, Danny Johnson, I already mentioned Daryl Worley. Safeties, finally. Last one, well, I guess there's special teams, but the last important uh, position that matters. Uh, Jesse Bates is going to be signing with the Falcons. He was a top dog going to the Falcons four years, $64 million. It was never really a, a thing that was probably ever going to happen, even though a lot of us wanted it. But uh, Marcus Epps is going to sign with the Raiders. Devin McCourty decided to retire, as did Chris Banjo. Uh, JT Gray is staying put. MJ Stewart staying put. Michael Thomas and Tashawn Gibson all staying put. Some of the bigger name guys, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, because this is a position that matters to us. Jimmy Ward, Von Bell, Jordan Poyer, Julian Love, John Johnson, Juan Thornhill, uh, Donovan Wilson, and Taylor Rapp are all free. I tell you what, this is not a terrible safety group. It really is not bad. I mean, none of these guys are super mega elite safeties. Not that there are many of those in the NFL these days anyways, but there's some names in there I wouldn't mind uh, taking a look at. Um, Greg Zerline did re-sign with the Jets, looking at kickers, nothing else going on there. Uh, punchers, nothing that anybody should care about. It's same with, you know, long snappers. So <laughs> I'm not going to bother reading those names. Um, and then also on the Twitters, I saw Cardinals defensive end, pass rusher Zach Allen reached an agreement. Three years, $45.75 million deal that includes $32.5 million guarantees at signing. Per source, Allen is reunited with Denver defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. Man, 32.5 of his 45 guaranteed at signing. Even if we're going to look at that and say it's just a one-year deal, who gives a crap, dude? What is that guy, like 27 years old? He's got to be pretty young. I feel like I just saw him in college. Maybe not. I don't know. But, dude, 32.5 at signing. Ugh. For a guy that I forgot exists. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying it's just very happy for that young man. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. You know how happy he has to be? You know how cool, like, that's the other thing about this time. Like, we get all worked up about it and stuff um, as far as who's going where. And you see a deal like that, who cares, whatever. And 
Lions get a guy like, ah, Cam Sutton, stupid. Do you know how exciting it must be to have this, like the amount of work that they've put in over these years to fight and battle, especially playing for these garbage teams like uh, the Cardinals. And even though the Denver Broncos, maybe not the best place in the world to go, but who cares, dude? I mean, you, all that work has, has materialized into you signing a piece of paper that's going to put 32 and a half minutes. Even just think about the point five. The point five is just a minute. It's a half a million dollars. And that's just that's just sort of the rounding error of this thing. He has 64 more half million dollars sitting in his bank account right now, or at least will be soon. All these guys, I mean, it's, it's just lives get changed around this time. You know, it's exciting stuff. Even Rogers, you know, I know he's got more money than anybody could ever know what to do with, but that's still kind of cool to be a guy that's going to sit down and, and get a $60 million check. You know, that's freaking crazy. Deals are still rolling in. Jameis Winston finalizing a deal to return to the Saints. One-year deal, $8 million. Even stuff like that. I mean, this obviously is not what Jameis was hoping for in his life. He thought he was going to be a superstar, this, that, or the other. But, you know, that's the cool thing, especially about quarterbacks, man. You get to be a backup quarterback. You get to signed some pretty big contracts for nothing. I mean, $8 million, I guess, is small even for a quarterback. But, dude, $8 million bucks? It's more money than I will ever see in my entire life. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's awesome. Good for him. Anyways, anyways guys, I'm going to leave it at that. I got to get uh, Packernet After Dark recorded, and it's already getting kind of late. I pushed this as far as I could to, uh, and again, usually I do Packernet After Dark first, but I thought I was doing a breaking news podcast, and I was not. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Since you guys should be listening to this early in the morning, and I'll probably end up eating my words because I've said this now probably three different times, but I am very, 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 very confident we're going to get an answer today. Tuesday, March 14th, we will get an answer. I believe genuinely that Pat McAfee is going to announce that Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the Jets. Whether or not he's going to have the details, I don't know, but within five minutes, we're going to find out the details of that. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe I'm wrong. And I'm sorry if I'm getting... I, I don't even want to say it because I know people are going to be tweeting me, dude, you got me all excited. You got my expectations up. You fell for it. You idiot, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm just telling you where I'm at. That's all this podcast is, is telling you where I'm at. I'm, I am as unconfident as I've been about every single thing I've said about Aaron Rodgers so far up to this point as far as the trade, just saying I have no idea what's going to happen. I have never been more confident that Aaron Rodgers will be traded to the Jets. And I am very confident, like, let's call it 72%, that we're going to find out today. It just makes too much sense. It, it has to be. It has to be. So, anyways, I will talk to you uh, tonight and tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.